0: The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everyone. I'm super excited to get started today. It's another uh, episode of SGPN's Underdog Best Ball Podcast. I'm joined by Tim Riley today. We've been great good friends on Twitter for a while. Good to finally meet him. How you doing, my man?
1: I'm doing good, bro. I, I, You know, just reeling back from that game last night. And yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, it, it's it's
0: pretty wild. Um,
1: it was a crazy game. I'm a
0: Chiefs fan, as, as some people who've listened to the show know. So I was on the edge of my seat a lot of the night. I felt like we got outplayed a little bit. But we came out with the win. The AFC West still goes through the Chiefs. So I'm super excited about that. Um, but yeah, just like... You have some some thoughts on the game. Uh, you want to start off with maybe some of the Chiefs. I know we were talking a little bit about the show. You want to talk about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire a little bit.
1: Um, yeah, just like a couple of first impressions from the game. Uh, the Chiefs are – or the Chargers are a real contender, but like you said, the road still goes through Kansas City. Um, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL still, and the Chargers just aren't – Quite there, they you know they they won the game. I feel like they played better than the Chiefs, but the Chiefs just have the experience. Um, there's a couple players. Austin Eckler really stood out to me. He's not getting any goal line touches. What they do not want him to score the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he, he'll be all right in PPR formats, but uh, I'm looking to sell him in all my fantasy leagues right now.
0: Yeah, I, I you know it's been it's been tough. You know I don't have Austin Eckler in any dynasty league, so I'm not like oh my goodness, I'm I'm, I'm buried with Austin Eckler. But you know this is mm-hmm. kind of you know this kind of just shows you know if you are in dynasty leagues, you know that 26, 27 year old time, you know that's that's when you should be getting out of a back. You know you want you want to get running backs in your first four to five years in the league. I'm not I'm not out on Eckler like you know I I did lean the wide receivers in the early part of the first round. I do have some Austin Eckler exposure and some best ball drafts um in the middle of the first round sometimes maybe even slid in a little bit of the back first round um you know he he had 18 PPR points last night you know of course the goal line works concerning he's still going to be catching a lot of passes he made some really good moves last night against the chiefs um our defense isn't great but he did look fantastic you know made willie gay look silly broke a tackle and went about 20 yards with it so yeah um, i you know i think there's a there, austin eckler's is going to have some great games this year but you know, he's one of those guys who it doesn't appear like the Chargers want to give him a full workload so they can keep him healthy going into the season. Um, I thought the Chiefs offense would look a little smoother last night. I think the kind of pressure got yeah. to him a little bit with the defensive ends. Um, our tackles aren't great. And uh, the Chargers defense did play really well. I thought Patrick Mahomes was definitely mm-hmm. limited. Um, yeah. You know, I'm just expecting a little bit more out of those wide receivers. Um, Juju smith shooter. uh out of scantling they just didn't make yeah. an impression until a lot later in the game so i'm hoping that uh they've developed a little bit more consistency it's going to be tough if we're just relying on travis kelsey every week so hopefully mm-hmm. they develop a little bit of chemistry. i'd like to get uh Nicole hardman made some really nice plays um yeah when sit- yeah <laughs> uh, he's uh when, when he when you're setting your when you have a dfs lineup i would i, I mean throw, throw some McCole hardman in there because he's gonna he's gonna pop off a few mm-hmm. times this year He's not going to be someone who people are going to be jumping in to put in their lineups, but I think he's going to have a lot of big weeks. Hopefully Sky Moore gets a bit involved. Like you said, really excited about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, though. Um, I've been really out on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So it's definitely interesting to see him succeed. But, I, uh, (laughs) yeah, I was so in to start off with. I was so – like I drafted him in like early second round. Where were you drafting him in? Did you get him when he was coming in as a rookie?
1: Um, I didn't get a whole lot of him coming in as a rookie just because I was very high on, you know, Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift and, uh, not DeAndre Swift, but, uh, yeah, I just, I didn't get a whole lot of them. It just wasn't in my, uh, my draft pick range. And, um, so I didn't have, I wasn't really exposed to CEH like that, but I'm, I feel like I'm being proven wrong this year. And, you know, I'm it's actually somebody I'm looking to acquire in a lot of places um, because one of my biggest takeaways from the game was that. That Chiefs offense is going to be very spread out. Um, they don't have a clear wide receiver one. Or the Chargers secondary is just elite and shut down the receivers, one or the other. But uh, I'm definitely looking to acquire Clyde Edwards helaire He looked good. He's getting some passing work. And, you know, when there's such a mystery in the wide receiver core, I would rather have the running back.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. And Clyde Edwards Lair is catching some passes now. It's nice to see. He caught a couple last night. Mm -hmm. You know, I did, like I was just telling you before the show, I just worry, you know, he's not ever going to be like a workhorse running back just because I think the Chiefs know at this point that he's, you know, he's a little bit injury prone. You know, he, like I was telling you, he he takes some bad hits. I don't know. I don't know if it's just bad luck or if it's because maybe he's not preparing his body for that hit the way he should. But, you know, he's had a few times in his career, man, you know, just the way his body's set up, he just gets obliterated when he gets tackled and he gets contorted yeah. or bent in a weird way. And then he's out for four or five games. And we've seen that a couple of times. So I'm I'm hoping he remains healthy. As a Chiefs fan, I, I would love to be wrong about him. I've, I've been kind of – I've been down on him for the last about year or so. Mm -hmm. you know i just didn't see enough i after that i i was at that game the first game he played in his career and when he just dominated (laughs) so that was you know i had really high expectations about that you know i was just like yeah i was totally right because i was willing to take him with the one one um and some of the drafts i was in you know i i went uh borrow in some cases but i was really excited about clyde edward i thought i had him above jonathan taylor just because i was I bought into the offense. I was just like, man, yeah. it's Chiefs, it's Mahomes. This is the <laughs> next, we heard it was the second coming of Brian Westbrook. So, <laughs> uh, it, you know, it's been a long road with Clyde. I've gotten rid of a lot of shares over the last couple of years, but I do have some still in Dynasty League. So I, yeah. I would be very much like to be wrong about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But before we continue on to the uh, um, some underdog talk, thinking of joining WinBet. Now's the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the Winbet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100%, 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Plus, Winbet has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, uh, so that we know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Football fans, the NFL regular season is finally here. And as week two kicks off you and you get ready to place your bets or lock in your fans, you need to check out the Elias Game Plan app the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion in the NFL, NBA, and MLB that has everything you need to get a competitive advantage. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau official statisticians of U.S. sports leagues, including the NFL. The Elias Insights help me know that my game strategy is backed by numbers, not just intuition. The NFL season is here, so don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now, I have a special offer when you subscribe. Get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use my promo code SGPN. Find Elias Game Plan app in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN. If you watch football, you need FuboTV. FuboTV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time right now. You can try Fubo TV for, for free for seven days and you can get set 15% off your first month. Just go to fubotvcom slash SGP. That's F U B O TV.com slash SGP. Okay, everybody, that's the big long one. Sorry about that. Got to pay some bills there, but, uh, welcome back <laughs> to Um, it's, it's, so we brought, you know, this is an underdog based show, so we're going to dive mm-hmm. into it a little bit. Um, uh, Underdog has a really unique format for kind of DFS. They keep their drafting where you know on FanDuel and DraftKings you have a little bit more of a uh you know it's setting a budget. It restricts, you know, you're kind of forced to take a little bit more sleepers I think in that kind of format, but like I said this is very unique. There's not a lot of content on it because it's brand new. Um or mm-hmm. you know at least Underdog, you know, they might have had it last year, but people are just getting really into Underdog. I'm seeing commercials on TV about Underdog now, which is super cool. <laughs> but yeah it's just a super unique format six six round draft you're drafting with uh six other people so 36 players are drafted total one quarterback one tight end um two uh wide receiver one running back one flex so it's a little bit shower lineup six players uh did you get yeah you i heard you got a chance to hop in some drafts this week what are your uh initial impressions
1: um yeah it's very top heavy it's very fun um I mean, I'm I'm a fan of auction drafts personally. Uh let me go get my guys, but this is it's something new and different and it's very fun. I would highly recommend it. Um yeah, I put in like three teams for the Battle Royale this week hoping to win some money. We'll see how it goes. I think I got a pretty decent chance, so
0: there you go. Um, yeah, like I said, it's just it's it's super. It's yeah, it's unique with the smaller lineups, you know, as opposed to like where, in I I don't know in DraftKings I want to say it's maybe like eight, what is it eight players I want to say maybe that you're starting. I believe so. Is, is there is there, uh, is there some differences that you uh, that you think maybe are uh, come into play with with these smaller lineups?
1: Um, one of the differences I've seen, especially with the running backs, is people are taking less chances. It's a lot more light running back they're looking for the home run hit and they're just pounding wide receivers. So that's that is the biggest thing I've noticed between it. Um how about you?
0: You know the, the smaller lineups are a little bit yeah unique. I don't think there is as need of a much to to reach because I think in in DFS you know and a lot of them like the uh like FanDuel and DraftKings you kind of with the salary cap budget, your restraint, you're kind of forced to take, you know, players, you know, some deeper sleepers, you know, some players that aren't oh, as yeah. roster to kind of force you to do that, especially when you're getting some star players in your lineup. Whereas here, all you're kind of doing is playing with studs. Yeah. Last last week, um, I when I was going through the a lot of the big winners, it was the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey stack. You know, that mm-hmm. that was the big winner. Um so I, and you know what, and there wasn't, I was going through them, not a lot of reaches, you know, it, it was kind of, it was kind of a chalk week, you know, and you kind of expect that week one people who we thought were going to play well, played pretty darn well. There wasn't mm-hmm. uh there wasn't like a sleeper that came in and won everybody, the uh, their league and, and at least in this format. So, you know, people just, I, I've noticed just, I think it's a little bit more better to just take the best player available. Um, you know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't force, you know, I don't force, you know, try to get unique, uh. And like you said, yeah, the, the, the wider – it's interesting because the running backs do fall a bit more. But I, I don't mind because I think if you pair two elite running backs, then you get a quarterback with their best stack. Like, you know, Lamar Jackson with uh, little Rashad Bateman this week and then get a couple elite backs, I think that could yep. be very good. But, um, yeah, like I said, very, very unique setup. Um, like with the drafting instead of the budget like we were talking about. Do you do you think stacking is as important in this format?
1: Um. Personally, I'm not finding it as important, especially this week in particular, where, you know, there's no Jalen Hurts or A.J. Brown. You know, the the best stack available is Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And after that, it's not a whole lot that I'm liking except for, you know, Cup and Matt Stafford. Uh, So I'm not finding it as important this week in particular. We'll see about next week and moving forward and how, you know the drafts are shaping out but uh yeah not this week
0: Uh, so yeah i i think you know it's just not quite you know like especially i don't think you know i think you want to get a stack i think ideally i think you know your quarterback maybe you want to get their best wide receiver you know or their tight end maybe if it's mark andrews or darren waller for Derek carr but i don't Mm -hmm. think it's a uh, necessity um I don't think a bring back is in the set. Like I said, the winning lineups last mm-hmm. week was a, was like most of them had a single Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes stack, and then kind of just great players around them. So yep. um, this week, you know, I was kind of doing double stacks last week. I did it. I was trying to do a bring back. So I was, you know, I would have like four or five players in the same game. I don't think I'm going to, it's not impossible, but I don't think I'm going to try to do that as much this week. I'm just going to try to get some, a good stack and then try to get some great players around them. Um, So like I was saying, yeah, the bring back, I don't think is as important either. Um, If you have some, uh, when you were going through, did you notice some guys going later in drafts? that might be a really good value, some some guys slipping a little bit.
1: Uh, Yeah, there's a couple of guys that I really like. CMC is going at the end of the first round. I think him and Saquon could both go off this week. And so Saquon's going around the fourth pick, I believe. But uh, I think that's about at value. But CMC at the end of the first is, is great. Uh, Michael Thomas in the fifth round. Very, i seen him go in the fifth round once, but uh, that's a little bit of a reach, I think. I think he's going to go full percent. He's going to get the you know 95% snap share this week. He got 60 last week, and he still put up great numbers. And so that's another player I'm looking at. I like this. The, yo go ahead. Finish up. Oh, uh, I got I got one more, and that's Antonio Gibson. Um, he's pretty much going undrafted. I like him as the last pick, the sixth round pick. He's got RB one potential. We've seen it last week. He's the tenth running back on the week. As long as Brian uh, Robinson is out, I'm all for Antonio Gibson in that flex spot.
0: Absolutely. Um, I like all those picks actually. Um, you know, I've been trying to, I got, I, I got a couple lineups with Christian McCaffey and Saquon Barkley to kind of getting those d- double running back there. So I, I really like their, nice. I, I still love even Barkley, even as the, I've, been, I've taken him as the one, one just because I think he's going to have a big year, especially if he can stay healthy. Yeah. He's really healthy at the beginning of the year. best time to assume a running back is healthy is at the beginning of the year. So, you know, get, get some exposure to Christian McCaffey, Saquon Barkley, you know, these, these first few weeks, um marquise brown um i know uh the, the cardinals got smoked by the chiefs last week but the raiders you know their defense is just a little always a little suspect um i expect this to be you know this is one of the best games of the week uh, i think it's going to be a shootout so i expect marquise brown to have a big game Um, uh, sneak loose a couple times uh, zach Ertz is another guy he's in the he's oh, in yeah. that shootout um especially you know that, that was a horrible week, week week one for tight ends i thought it was just like man it <laughs> yeah was just, one, once again you know I, th- I saw a lot of analysts talk about how we were fi- like you know this tight end group like oh man this looks good this year like i think we got some mm-hmm. deep now it's just it's this is how it always ends up <laughs> um so it, it's a little bit brutal so i don't mind zach ertz there um especially before deandre hopkins gets back um and Cordero right. Patterson, too, um, you know, he had a great, like I said, this is a guy that I think you want to, you know, get some exposure to. Or I think he's going to have some big weeks at the beginning of the year. Uh, as older running backs tend to do, he might end up fading a little bit towards the end of the year. But I think, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I think he's going to have some big games. So I'm excited about getting him in probably that fifth, kind of sixth round. Um, how do you feel about, how do you feel about Patterson going forward?
1: Um, ah, They got to give the ball to somebody over there. Uh, Drake London is taking some targets, but really it's looking like the Cordero Patterson show yet again, we'll see if his body can hold up later in the year, but especially in the beginning weeks, I'm in on Cordero Patterson. He's going up against the Rams this week. Linebacker core is a little suspect, at least, you know, as a Rams fan, it's probably the weakest part of it is the weakest part of the defense. So, um, yeah, no, I like it. I like all your picks actually.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. So when we're going through some of this, like I was saying, so I I I like to get a stack still. Um I don't think mm-hmm. it's as important to double stack. But are are you have some just some guys that you're looking at this week to stack with their
1: quarterback? Uh yeah, as I mentioned before, um really the main stacks, so I'm looking at Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I think that going up against Dallas. A bounce back game. I'm looking for a big game from both of them. Uh, The other one is Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. They, you know, I don't think much needs to be said about that, really. (laughs) And um, that's, I mean, Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson, you you can get Mark Andrews in the second or third round around that turn. And then Lamar, you can get in the fourth round, maybe the fifth round, depending on how the quarterbacks go. So I'm, I'm liking those with Absolutely. that Baltimore stack kind of in a lower tier, but okay. yeah,
0: I, I like it. Um, you know, one thing I didn't mention with the smaller lineups is that that quarterbacks are going to have a little bit more of a important, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be a little more significant in lineups. So, you know, I think it's important to get that big time quarterback performance. So. How I kind of base it around, especially kind of like some of the wide, at least one wide receiver I'm drafting is what quarterback do I want this draft? Because I, I kind of differ my exposure. The Arizona uh, Oakland game is a great one. I think uh, Kyler, you know, get some yeah. Kyler Murray with some Marquise Brown and Zach Ertz, get some Derek Carr with Devonte Adams and Darren Waller. Maybe don't do both, but, but if you're doing multiple drafts, Um, You know, diffy it up. I don't think, you know, ADP is not super important. Um, Just go get, you know, if you if you have, if you've been getting a lot of uh, air, you know, if you've been getting a lot of Arizona Cardinals and Raider stacks, you know, go differ it up a little bit. But um, that's one I like a lot. I like the uh, I do. I think a sneaky one this week is going to be the Baltimore Miami game. Uh, Yeah, we talked about Lamar. Are you concerned about uh, Mark Andrews? Kind of that slower Week One performance at all? Do you think? uh, Do you think it was premature to put him
1: in that Kelsey tier? A little bit. Uh, I like Rashad Bateman a lot, Um, and it just Mark Andrews didn't look elite. He didn't look like you know that number one, number two tight end in the league last week, and so it's it's got me a little questioning if he can perform to that same level this year.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I, I wasn't a game I got to watch. Maybe, you know, maybe I'd have to go back and look at it because, you know, looking at the box score, of course is disappointing, but yeah, I'd have to go back mm-hmm. and look at the game to see whether or not he was like, you know, struggling to get open or not, or maybe he, you know, just wasn't his day. But, you know, I, I, I don't mind buying the dip though. He slipped, he slipped a little bit uh, this week in draft. So I'm fine grabbing some Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson, Lamar, uh, Rashad Bateman also, you know, you know okay before you know we got what we wanted last week we saw yeah you know we were hope we hope we don't see two more Devin duvernay touchdowns right though
1: <laughs> my fantasy team sure hope not it's it was it was a killer for me last week
0: uh yeah absolutely totally agree um i i don't have too much rashad bateman um uh, but i do have a little bit with my lamar jackson stack so Mm -hmm. Hoping uh I do I do have some Devort Duvernay too. I've been picking him up late. I picked up a lot of James Prochet in like the last round of like underdog drafts too in like the 18th round. So I didn't I don't think we're gonna see much out of him. Uh, clearly DuVernay looks like he is the number two wide receiver. Uh, on the other side of the ball, uh Ty I thought Tyreek Hill looked great last week. Um, you know, especially in that first Mm -hmm. half, he was just catching pass, kind of kind of fell, you know, wasn't really involved in the second half. Maybe that was due to the scheme. Uh Bill Belichick is really smart. He he has limited. Um, he's done a good job, you know, as when he, when Tyreek Hill was on the chiefs, Bill Belichick always did a good job of game planning Tyreek Hill and taking him out just due to yeah. Tyreek Hill's uh, frame. He's, he can be game planned out a game if you dedicate enough coverage to him. But yeah, I thought, I thought the offense looked pretty good. Um, you know, it, it met expectations. I don't know if it exceeded them too. It didn't look fantastic, but he looked, no, we didn't. he looked fine. He looked fine. Um, <laughs> how, how, what were your, some of your impressions from that game?
1: Um, I was not impressed with Tua at all. I think Waddle's kind of – he had that breakaway, he had that touchdown, and it really – it kind of saved his day, I think. Uh, I don't – like you said, Bill Belichick's a great coach, so maybe he just schemed Tua out of – the or not Tua out of the game, but, you know, kind of schemed his way into making it a really tough day for Tua. Baltimore does have a good defense. So it could be another tough day for him again. Um, we'll we'll see as the season progresses. I need to see a little bit more from Tua. I'm optimistic, just not optimistic in this matchup as far as Tua goes. But his receivers, they're going to get their touches, and they're I expect uh, similar stat lines. You know, six catches apiece, anywhere from seventy to eighty yards. And it's going to be a toss up between who scores.
0: Um, yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. I think, um, uh, I like, I was really nervous about what, cause I have a ton of Waddle on dynasty. So I was a little bit concerned about him to start off with, but I was glad to see that touchdown. Uh, I just don't know if Tua will throw enough to always keep both of them relevant, but hopefully the target volume stays super concentrated like it did. I like chase Edmonds use a lot. I know he wasn't super productive, but he was getting most of the work. Um, uh, I liked, you know I liked what I saw. I think he could be a good uh, buy low in DFS this week. He's at a very good price. Um, going late on that, um, going late in that underdog draft as well. I think this is a sneaky game because I think you know people like you maybe are a little bit nervous about the Dolphins. I think this could if you know my you know let let they got one week one underneath them. Um, if this offense is going right. to succeed, I think we, this could be a, a shootout game. So uh, I don't think this is going to be quite as popular as like the. Um, New Orleans or Tampa Bay game or the Arizona Raiders game. So I think this is a good game. Before we dive into the next one, though, no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick contests versus the other people for the shot at winning 250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house in 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. PromoGuys.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies and making consistent profits from sports betting. They've got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cast bonuses from all of the major sports books. Their bet tracker shows on an average ROI of 25% and they've got a VIP discord group that puts you even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've been looking at at their daily promo updates and they are some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on consistently changing promotions now on to sleeper sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players you probably already have a fantasy league on there i use it for mine Um, and now you could win on sleeper by playing their new over under game over under over under integrated into fantasy the first sports concept game built into the fantasy experience If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to two to over 20 times your money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies contests and play together. It's got a built in group chat where I can see and copy my friends picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props as well. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions of pie. See sleepers, terms of use for details. Okay. And we're back. Another long promo. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you bearing with us. Uh, no going worries. on going on to some other ones. Uh, I really another one I really like is the Tampa Bay New Orleans game. Now mm-hmm. I now I'm a little nervous about Tampa Bay. Uh, Tom Brady took pressure like he, he doesn't like at this stage in his career. You know, it came right up the middle, like we were worth it, uh, like we saw it could um, when the guards went down, and, and they've had a lot of interior offensive line issues. Did you have some impressions from that first game from uh, Tampa Bay?
1: Um, I like Lenny. <laughs> I don't think Tom Brady's going to throw as much. He only had 27 pass attempts, I believe, and uh, you know that bodes well for Tampa, or that bodes well for the running back room, Rashad White. Isn't going to eat into Lenny's workload a whole lot. The Cowboys are a disaster. They'll go as far as the defense takes them. I, not, I'm not trusting a whole lot in that offense. I, I still like CD Lamb, but you know his ceiling is obviously capped. But uh, Mike Evans is a good play. He's going to get you anywhere from. 12 to 25 points a game, depending on his target share that week, except for this week. This except week this is week. he's going up against Marshawn Lattimore and Marshawn Lattimore is a elite shutdown corner. Go look the stats where Mike Evans has played Marshawn Lattimore and it's not pretty. Um, But for the rest of the season, I'm all in.
0: You know, I'm 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 not I'm not shying away from it. You know, I'm just I I know what he's done to Mike Evans in the past, but you know, I'm always that guy. Just like I think it's this game is going to be the game. So I I I'm not I'm ignoring that. I, I think Mike Evans just because out of necessity, I think Mike Evans is going to be a good play this week. I, I've been getting a good amount of Tom Brady, uh, Mike Evans stacks. Tom Brady's going super late actually in that draft. So the Mike Evans mm-hmm. Tom Brady stack, you know, it's it's actually super easy because people are just pumping up those uh those other couple games so i I like tom brady mike evans i don't know if i like you know julio jones is a sneaky pick i just you know again it's this is just such a shallower format that i don't know if it's a necessity to go reach for julio jones maybe in one lineup if if you're doing a bunch of them but yeah i think you know i'd rather just stick it with tom brady mike evans stick to the star power leonard Fournette i think is a great pick too um he looked, you know, he had that clear workhorse role. I think, you know, it's it's going to be tough for him to stay healthy with that kind of workload the whole season. But until he goes down, fire him up, and I, I you mm-hmm. know, I hope he stays healthy because I certainly have him in quite a few fantasy leagues. Um, but yeah, like you said, Dallas is definitely not a stacking option anymore. CD Lamb moves to more like a top twenty-four wide receiver as opposed to a yeah. top you know top I have him fringe kind of wide receiver two range you know maybe kind of top fringe top twenty wide receiver so that's yeah that's not I have him so yeah not not great um do you uh, do you have any feel you you excited about this Denver Houston game at all? Is that does that game intrigue you anywhere? Um did you have any like did you uh, like any Denver wide receivers this week?
1: I didn't I've been kind of bullish on Denver just because I don't think at least for the Denver wide receivers, like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy both kind of got propped up to an extreme level. I like them in dynasty, but I don't think with uh, Melvin Gordon and Javante just being the forces that they are. I don't think the, the passing volume is going to be there unless, you know, they're going to be super touchdown dependent to win you any DFS weeks. So I, yeah, I'm just kind of staying away from that matchup unless it's the running backs.
0: Okay, I like it. Uh, yeah, that, that one's a little... I have... This is one that I think is very intriguing. Could just kind of be two below-average teams shooting it out. I, mm-hmm. I kind of like the Washington-Detroit as a sneaky matchup. This is a little bit more of a DFS play. I Like I said, oh, an yeah. underdog. An underdog, it's a little harder... To, to, to pay kind of pay down you kind of you'd have to go way down in ADP to get all these kind of stacks and play that kind of game um mm-hmm. but yes and you're so just switching the gear a little bit in your DFS lineups this week you know I don't mind a Jared Goff Amon Ross sneaky stack a Carson Wentz uh you know this is a chance to get a little bit of a dip on Terry McLaurin he had a poor game yeah but I don't know if that's indicative of the future so um definitely take a chance to get a little bit of him um do you have any opinion Do you think this game's a sneaky game at all
1: Absolutely. Actually, I love this game. Um, you just saw Carson Wentz explode last week. I wouldn't say explode, but he had a very good game last week. I think he was a top five quarterback on the week. Um, you just saw Philly put up 38 points against Detroit, and Detroit put up 35 right back. So I think this has all the makings of a low-key explosive game. I love you know, Terry McLaurin, like you said, to have a bounce-back week. He could definitely win you some DFS lineups. He's going undrafted in the underdog battle Royale. And I like Antonio Gibson. I've never been a huge Amon Ross St. Brown guy, but he's been performing and it's, it's getting hard to keep, you know, shutting him yeah. down.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, I just didn't, you know, I, I always try you know, it's, it's not indicative of the whole, all indicative, but, Draft capital does matter. So when I see a fourth round player mm-hmm. like Amon-Ra, you know, when he has that kind of success, I do want to see it longer. That's right. I, I did have him kind of as a fr- like kind of a fringe wide receiver two, probably high end wide receiver three in my dynasty rankings, but I moved him up yeah. a little bit. Um, you know, I when you know when you see it established in your, you saw a lot of guys in years past. Um, you know, they they have a quick uh, rate run right out of the gate, and then it's maybe kind of a quick fade. Um, so now that he's carried it through a full off season, and he's clearly the number one target. The only thing I think that can drastically change things for Amon Ross St. Brown is Jameson Woods. You know, that's, that's yep. just, the, that's just the one thing that we haven't seen yet. If Jameson Williams come in as an alpha, you know, that's obviously going to change Amon Ross fa- fantasy value, but I don't think there's, you know, that's not a guarantee that he's Almond Ross very good. There's no guarantee that Jameson Williams is going to walk in and be better than him. So it's mm-hmm. definitely, it's, you know, it has me a little bit hesitant, but yes, I'm definitely like, that I don't want to take too many like just in things off week one and just state the fact, but Amon Ross, one person that I feel pretty good about. Um, the last game that I wanted to talk about uh, that you kind of alluded a little bit to earlier, that Cooper Cup-Matthew Stafford stack is very interesting. But, you know, of course, the only thing I worry about is if the Atlanta Falcons can keep it competitive enough to keep them throwing the ball. Yeah. Uh, how do you see this game playing out?
1: Um, well, you just saw Buffalo put up 30 on us. I say us because, you know, resident Rams fan, we'll get back to the Super Bowl. It's all right. But uh, you just saw Buffalo put up 30 on us. So points can be put up. Our defense isn't as elite as it was last year. I wouldn't say elite, but it's not as good as we were last year. Um, Jalen Ramsey was kind of invisible. So I think that's going to play a big part. We'll see if he comes back, if he's able to shut some things down. Kyle Pitts, I like Kyle Pitts this week. Like I said, our linebacker core is our weakest point. Anything across the middle, if they line up a linebacker on Kyle Pitts, he's going to have a field day. Uh, Drake London, Drake London is, it, we'll see, it's hit or miss. It's going to be hit or miss. It, it depends on how well Marcus Mariota can deliver that ball because the offense for Atlanta, it kind of has a few pieces there where they can do some damage and make it a competitive game, especially as bad as the Rams looked last week.
0: Yeah, I I, I think this could be a sneak, you know, I don't think it's going to stay maybe competitive in the fourth quarter, but I think the, the Atlanta Falcons could give them a little run, uh, make, you know, mm-hmm. at least make them keep passing for a little while. Um, Matthew Stafford, I think, is a good you know buy low right now. I think you know that was a tough first game. He didn't practice a lot. He's got a little bit more of a rhythm now. Um, do, you, do you are you worried about Matthew Stafford going forward at all?
1: Uh, a little bit, like mildly worried, just because he didn't look great. But I think that is the worst you will see Matt Stafford look all season. Um. Yeah. I don't I don't have too much to say. We'll see one more game. He didn't look that great. I would buy low while I can.
0: Okay, and you know, Alan Robinson. I I don't know if if you know the underdog. Like I said, shallower. I'm not forcing Allen mm-hmm. Robinson into any lineups. Um, do you, you? Would you think that's just a blip, or do you think you know maybe this maybe the hype got a little out of control?
1: I think the hype got out of control. Have you have you watched the all twenty two tape on Allen Robinson? No, I haven't. Okay, he looked a little slow. He did get open a few times where Matt Stafford just didn't have the time really to look his way. So I think if there's time for the play to develop, he's definitely going to get a few more targets this game. I'm thinking anywhere from seven to eight targets, but I'm not willing to play him in my DFS lineup. Um, I just I need to see it after that last game. It, it was really bad. <laughs> so uh, that's where I'm ab- at with it you know
0: I think an uh, underdog yeah I totally agree I think because of how you feel I think a lot most people feel that way you could be sneaky in DFS just when you're trying to get super unique with a unique lineup uh, mm-hmm. last one I'll hit you here with this game is uh do you how do you feel about that do you think Henderson is the back going forward
1: I think yeah Cam Akers really has some work to do Uh, I know Sean McVay wants to use both. He wants to use both backs. He just needs to see a little bit more out of Cam Akers. It's not going to be this game. I think you're going to see Daryl Henderson kind of in a workload. I don't think he'll be super efficient, so somewhere around RB15 is what I'm looking at for Daryl Henderson. Um, Do with that what you will if you want to put him into your DFS lineup depending on how your team shapes out or what running backs are left over. But yeah, I think given give it four more games or so, and then they'll start working Cam, cam makers back into that lineup more solidly and make it a more true 50-50 split, because that's what I believe Sean McVay wants to do. But uh, I don't think you'll ever see either one of them get a true workhorse workload yeah,
0: I, I I agree with that. That's why um you know if if you ha- if you're putting in a bunch of lineups, maybe put maybe grab Henderson with your last pick. Other than that, I'm just mainly looking at Cup and Stafford in the underdog lineups when I'm trying to do a stack. Um, I'll jump in on the other side of the ball. i do, I mentioned earlier, I like Patterson a lot in that fifth sixth round. I, you know, I think he could ride really good value there. I think he's he's very, you know this is as healthy as you're gonna get a thirty year old back, so I like that. Drake London, I think, is a good DFS play on DraftKings or a FanDuel. I don't think it's going to – you don't need to reach that much uh, in underdog just because of these shower lineups. I think, you know, I don't – you know, I think it could be his best case scenario was similar to last week. Um, You just hope he scores a touchdown with that. Uh, Kyle Pitts, again, you know, I'm just – you know, if if he's falling pretty late, I'm I'm grabbing a little bit of Kyle Pitts, but – yeah, you know, I just like I knew once again I figured this offense might hold him back a little bit. The talent is obvious, you know, dynasty right. leagues, he's worth just as much as he was before. But yeah, I, I'm just worried that he's not going to be that difference maker that people drafted him to be, unfortunately. Uh, how do you yeah, are do you are you, how do you feel about Kyle Pitts going forward? Are you uh are you thinking
1: this is a buy low time? I think it I think it is a buy low time. Well we'll see how he comes out this week. I do think it's a buy low time. I kind of want to see one more week of a – I wouldn't call it a slump, but I guess that's a decent word <laughs> uh, of just him not – of underperforming because once he gets a quarterback, I don't know if that's going to be next year or if they're going to put in Desmond Ritter at some point. But once he gets a decent quarterback, he'll be fine. It's, it's just a lot of question marks on that team. Uh, I do think the talent is there for him to be elite. I took him in one of my Battle Royale lineups in the fourth round. I got him at the 3-4 turn. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. This is a good matchup. It depends on if they put Jalen Ramsey over the top. I know that Ram's defense likes to put Jalen Ramsey everywhere. If he gets a linebacker, I'm more than happy with that matchup. And that's yeah. that's about the best you can expect.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, th- those were some those are some of the favorite game stacks. Look for some of those high scoring games, and get a quarterback and one of those wide receivers or tight ends. Uh, then you know I think it's important to just draft the best player available. We're going to mm-hmm. switch gears, go to some polarizing players. But first, I'm going to do my last round of ad reads. <laughs> Introducing y- R-Y-P, B-I-P, a brand new subscription service for Run Your Pool that helps you get an extra edge against the books. Plus exclusive access to real money pools, entry to our exclusive Week One and Week Two pools with guaranteed $5,000 payouts, as well as our season-long pool with a guaranteed 100 dollars payout. Get access to inclusive data to help you with your weekly game picks, premium content like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools, and exclu- exclusive swag. The top line here is that if you aren't if you're a serious sports fan, use codes SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP and get 50% off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. That's code SGP, SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. OddsTrader is a place to compare odds from all major sportsbooks. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game statistics, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed best possible. Some of these key points and features include handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, player statistics, and the bet tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com/bluewire, Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Okay. Jumping back in, this is our we're going to finish up the show with just some of the, like the more polarizing players that maybe, you know, week 1 made us just feel a little bit nervous or maybe they had a great week 1. And now we're looking at, uh, maybe whether to put them in our lineups and, you know, whether they, uh, ex- are going to exceed our expectations going forward. So going first, mm-hmm. I know we touched on it a little bit, but so Daryl uh, Henderson, your final, uh, you know, your final takes from this week, how do you see him going forward?
1: Um, I like it. I like him a lot. He had an 80% snap share. He had an 85% opportunity share. That's you know all touches to running backs he had 85% of them 13 carries five targets he's he he looked very efficient he looked really good and um he's somebody i am confident putting in my lineups moving forward i like
0: it um if you just had to put i know maybe you haven't done like a rankings update for the rest of the season but like just ballpark where where would you think he would if you were doing a draft again today where would you put him in like the running back rankings
1: um I would put him probably as a mid RB2. Uh is, where I have him. He is he is a part of the Rams offense. He's getting the touches. He it's not like he can't catch the ball, you know, with five targets last week. And yeah, he, he can definitely have some boom weeks where he finishes in the top eight or so. I like it
0: um i i have him as a mid rv2 um kind of you know maybe as maybe like around 20 just just because i'm Mm -hmm. a little bit nervous about his health whether this is going to stay i'd like to see a little bit more but yes um this is a guy who could weigh out um way exceed those expectations if he stays in that workhorse role for the rams trey lance had a rough game but it was very poor weather conditions it was extremely sharp sloppy in chicago is there anything to take away from this game or is it just hey it was a bad weather
1: Um, hey, Trey Lance looked pretty good running the ball. (laughs) That's, that's the biggest takeaway I have. Uh, I I'll give him that one pass and, you know, lock and load him right back up as a French QB one this week. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. He had 13 carries for 54 yards, which is elite for a quarterback.
0: Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not taking away too much. I wasn't like super, like I didn't have, I I like Trey Lance. I didn't, wasn't as in love, in love with him as some other analysts. So he didn't, of course, you know, it was a bad game, but he didn't do anything to dispel the concerns about his throwing ability. So, you know, if, if, if if people are still willing just to completely pay the same price, you know, in dynasty leagues, I'm not afraid to sell Trey Lance. And, uh, you know, as the top eight quarterback, nine quarterback that he's being ranked as, um, in season formats, he has a ton of high potential. I don't love that they kept Jimmy G, um, not because of us talking about it. I don't think, you know, the meat, you know, I think these are grown men. They don't care about the media. Uh, but just, you know, because people won in that locker room with Jimmy Gar- Garoppolo and now this puts some yeah. pressure on him. If, if it's two or three games from now and you don't see Trey Lance approved, you know, uh, there's going to be guys in that locker room who are wondering, why, why, why aren't we playing Jimmy? Like, you know what I mean? Let's let, like, we have a great team. Let's go mm-hmm. win. So, I'm just a little bit nervous, um, you know. I'm it's all full steam ahead for me. I wouldn't panic, but you know, if if you were a little bit nervous before and you can sell them for the same price as you could before week one, that would be something I would consider. Travis ETN, disappointing week. James Robinson was heavily involved, uh, but you know he had a he got a lot of the third down work, a lot of the passing work, the two minute drills, um, the short down and distance work. That was predominantly mm-hmm. ETN still couple bad drops that could have led to touchdowns. Um how do you, how do you feel about him going forward?
1: Um well well I'm going to read a stat off to you and okay. you let me know how it makes you feel. Uh, James Robinson out touched ETN in the red zone 3 to 1. Is that does that make you feel anything? You know, it's 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 concerning, you know. Obviously
0: <laughs> you would have liked to see etn uh get get those opportunities james robinson is a lot healthier than we anticipated and he looked very good so there's no reason to think that james robinson's not going to get work going forward
1: yeah i i think it's going to be a real split i think james robinson's going to get the red zone touches uh the majority of the red zone looks unless they're in passing situations etn he looked really efficient though he looked really good when he played and it's just it's going to be some question marks. You talked about polarizing players. This is a polarizing backfield. I've been trying to trying to wrap my head around it all week, <laughs> and uh, I think both of them are going to have some pretty good fantasy value. I I do like ETM moving forward. I think as the weeks go on, he's going to get more and more touches. He's a pretty much a rookie. Just came off the injury, and that's his first look at NFL action. So. We'll, we'll see about it moving forward. I'm confident in ETN though.
0: I like it. Um,
1: I drafted a lot of
0: ETN in dynasty and, in best ball league. So I'm hoping you're right. It's I was a little bit scared, but I I'm hoping that the Jaguars offense is going to take a step forward. Michael Thomas, um, two touchdowns. Good first week. I, I drafted a ton of Michael Thomas. He was one of my favorite underdog targets. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I got a lot of him when he was being ranked as a wide receiver four, and I was still fine buying him all the way up when he was a fringe wide receiver too. Um, do you think? Uh, do you think this is how it's going to be going forward? Can we expect him to kind of be a you know a top fifteen or twenty wide receiver?
1: I do, I do. He had a sixty one percent snap share, and he had a twenty five percent target share. He had eight targets on sixty percent of the snaps, and he looked pretty good um, going up against. Tampa Bay this week. We'll kind of see a little bit more. He should get back to his regular snap percentage, but um, he's looking just as good as he looked when he left off.
0: I love to hear that because, man, I, like I said, I drafted a lot of Michael Thomas, so I, I would love to be right about that because I think I might win <laughs> some money on underdog if that's the case. Yeah. Um, Allen Robinson, we did talk about him a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. if you were going to, if you, you know, like again, once again, if we were doing the draft today, where would you think you'd slot in Allen Robinson?
1: Like I said, I thought we were a little high on the expectations. Um, This is still Cooper Cup's receiving room. And uh, I would slot him more around wide receiver 30 ish. Yeah. That's
0: That's going to stink for people.
1: I don't think he's gonna get quite the workload we once thought. Like I said, he didn't look very speedy off the line, and he's gonna have to work his way in.
0: Yeah, that's gonna sting. I did I did get some Allen Robinson in the fourth round of underdog, and that's not looking great right now. Uh and it's you know, it's the only thing that's worse than him at fourth round is Cam Akers in the fourth round and some leagues earlier in the summer. So not looking great. Um, I would say uh, I maybe am a little bit more optimistic. I'd put him maybe around wide receiver 25, 26, 27, but around the same area. Um, C.D. Lamb, I told you, I think I'd put him more as a fringe, kind of maybe like a top 20 wide receiver, Um, maybe kind of like in that D.K. Metcalf, just like held back by his quarterback, but still does elite things when he does get a chance to get the ball. Where does he slot in for you?
1: Uh, Yeah, I got to agree with you on that one. Somewhere in that fringe wide receiver two category. Uh, I think he had 11 targets, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he had 11 targets last week, two receptions. So the volume is going to be there for him. It's just on him to capitalize, and we're going to see how elite of a player he is. Even with the backup quarterback, he's going to get his looks. So wide receiver 20 range seems like a good fit for him. Okay. Okay. Going on to the next one.
0: I have Kyler Murray here. I, 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 I'm a little bit nervous about, I think he's going to have a good week this week. I'm nervous going forward though. I just, the offensive line didn't look great. He didn't have a great chemistry, you know, Greg Dortch is catching passes. I don't love that. Um, <laughs> you know, he didn't, he didn't have a group, uh, you know, Zach Ertz and Marquise Brown were kind of slow to come on during the game. Mm -hmm. So the offense and the Chiefs defense is not great. So it gave me a little bit of concern. How do you feel?
1: Um, Major question marks. He, I mean, he was seventh in deep ball accuracy. So I guess that's a bright spot, but uh, he's going to have to perform. I mean, you're a Chiefs fan. How good is the Chiefs defense? Is it enough? Yeah. Not that great. So, you know, we'll see moving forward. But Kyler Murray is not somebody I'm comfortable with in my lineups for DFS, at least.
0: Absolutely. Um, You know, I I like him in week two. Like I said, that might not be the case going forward. That's just because I think the Raiders defense could just be, could, it's kind of like the cheat. it's going to be, you know, they're going to be able to put pressure on, but I think they'll probably get burned a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't mind Kyler Murray this week, but yeah, I'm putting... Him behind jalen hurts and i'm kind of putting him closer to that next pack the russell wilson tom brady's of the world i think right. maybe and he just doesn't like to run he, he like that's you know he's trying to become a passer he you know there i saw clear lanes last week that he just didn't take he he preferred to, to unload the ball and it it didn't make it a lot of time so um if he's not going to give us that that elite rushing ability if he just wants if, you know if he if he just doesn't want to do it because he wants to remain healthier uh, that's going to be a concern for his fantasy value, in my opinion. Right. I, and a- Aaron Rodgers is another quarterback who did not have a great week. Um, obviously, he missed uh, Christian Watson, uh, bombed uh, that, mm-hmm. that pass, and he just didn't didn't come down brutal. with it, unfortunately. Right rate, rate in the breadbasket, <laughs> as they say, and uh, dropped it, unfortunately. Uh, do you, how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers going forward the rest of the year?
1: Um, I think Aaron Rodgers will be all right. I think you're going to see a quite a bit more dump off to the running backs. Alan Lazard comes back hopefully this week, hopefully. which Alan Lazard is going to be his number one target. He's yep. going to be a great sneaky play. He's going to win you a few weeks. Um, Aaron Rodgers are, I don't think we're starting to see the age. Like you said, he dropped that right on the money. It's just on the receivers to make the catch. So I'm not too concerned. Um, Depending on how many quarterbacks are playing, I think at at most I would put him around a QB eight on on his best matchup.
0: Yeah, I think he's kind of drifting more to the back end of the qu- quarterback one rankings. Um, you know, not because you know Aaron Rodgers isn't very good, but just because there's some other guys and better offenses ahead of him. Um, mm-hmm. I think you know, I think it's a legit question whether it's Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers in fantasy. Um, Aaron Kirk Cousins has a lot better offense around him. Um, So I, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers could struggle this way. If if the wide receivers just, if nobody respects the wide receivers and they're locked down, it's going to be tough for Aaron Rodgers this year. Um, So I think, you know, he's, he's kind of around that quarterback 12, 13 for me right now. Mm -hmm. So kind of fringe. um, But although I do think better weeks are ahead and we're going to finish. We did talk about him earlier, but by request, we're going to talk about PDH (laughs) one more time. Drive us home. Why are you excited about CEH now?
1: CEH is going to start taking over this backfield. I truly believe that. He's had a 35% snap share in the last game or the last two games. No, this is just on the first game. He had 35% snap share. He had a 33% opportunity share, and he's still putting up pretty good numbers, guys. Uh, As you see him pull away and start getting that, you know, 70% snap share the the 75% opportunity share which is I I believe you're really going to get that. So that's my case for Clyde Edwards-Helaire. He's just the most efficient back, the most productive back in this backfield and the most talented.
0: Oh man, I hope you're right, but I I as a Chiefs fan, I'm a little bit more pessimistic. <laughs> I uh I did like how he looked. Um, he's you know, he's explosive. He's not Like we saw in that breakaway touchdown run, he's not going to break away from the pack usually. He's usually going to get caught. Um, That's one thing that limits his upside. I think, you know, just I think the Chiefs are going to be a little smarter with him. I think they know that he can't play. He's not a 20 touch, 25 touch a game guy. So I think that'll always limit him. I think he's going to get some high valuable touches. But, yeah, I'm just, just not sure that he's, you know, he's going to get the work just to be a consistent uh, kind of, top tier start kind of top 15 or 16 guy although i am moving him up i do think he's kind of moving into that lower rb2 range for me and that is a significant improvement from where i had it before so uh, i'm excited about uh, i'm excited to be wrong potentially about clyde edwards layer so all right well that'll do it for today um tim thank you for joining me where can we find some of your stuff what are you doing in the future Uh-oh, Tim, we might have lost you. I don't know if your mic's on. <laughs> oh. Oh, there sorry. you go. Now I'm we're back. All right. <laughs> all right you, I saw um, you, were, you were excited. You were excited about something. Now just give it to us one more time.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me over at the Frontline Fantasy Podcast. Um, me and my co-host, AJ, he's the real DFS guru that I go to uh, just because I talk to him all the time. I'm uh, doing some work over there. We got pods coming every week on Wednesday we record. Thursday we drop uh, the FF League winners. I do a little contributions over there. They got great stuff. Make sure you check them out. Um, follow me on Twitter at FF underscore Rees. And, yeah, uh, if you ever have any questions or you ever want another guest or anything like that, hit me up and, you know, I'm, I'm all for it.
0: I love it. Um, I'll be doing a podcast every Friday for SGPN. I'll be joining uh, Justin Bruni on the SGPN podcast probably on some Sundays. I'm going to have some weekly articles on Five Yard Rush and the Fantasy Coaches podcast and SGPN. So super excited about all that. You can follow me also at Dynasty underscore Analyst on Twitter. So thanks everybody for joining us and we will see you after week two. Thank you so much.